0: Hello everybody. Welcome to Camp Codger. Join us as three old guys share their often humorous, occasionally inspirational, and sometimes serious insights into this crazy experience
1: called the golden years.
0: Hi, I'm Gary Eversoll.
1: Richard Kipling here. And I'm
0: Randy Schultz. In this episode, we're going to try something new. We're going to add a segment called Letters from the Mailbag. Yes, we remember what a mailbag is. We're old codgers. Why don't you read us a couple letters from the mailbag?
2: Well, I have here the Camp Codger mailbag. So we're going to read some letters from camp. How cool is that? Uh, Mr. Ken Ford commented on our podcast called Habits of Old Folks Part 1, during which I shared the embarrassing fact that I still have a phone book in my kitchen drawer. Uh, evidently, that brought back some memories for Mr. Ford, and he bragged that his dad was so strong, he could actually tear a phone book <laughs> in half.
0: <laughs> Thank you for sharing that, Ken.
2: So maybe Ken's dad was also a strong man in the circus. I don't know. But I never could tear a phone book in half.
0: Well, the new phone books, you probably could because there's not much in these new phone books. What uh, else do you have for us, Randy.
2: Uh, Mr. Kevin Cole commented about our conversation regarding prunes in the Habits of Old Folks Part 2 episode. We had some fun talking about prunes and prune juice and how old codger-like those things are. Kevin said, why don't we call them Italian prunes to make them more appealing to younger folks? And I think that's a great idea. You know, anything from Italy sounds cool right? That's right. Italian sports cars are pretty cool. So I might even eat Italian prunes. So that was an excellent, excellent idea. So folks, if you've got comments, we'd love to hear from you. You can go to the campcodger.com website and click on podcasts and you can leave comments on any episode you like. So thank you so much for letting us know that you're listening.
0: Or you can go to Camper Corner and you can send us long messages. You can record a long, long voicemail if you like. We might even put it on our show.
2: Wow. Isn't technology
0: great? It's so cool. <laughs> and as the resident geek, we're heading into a subject that I know oh my. very well. Oh, my. I know. I know. Even, even in our circle of old codgers, there's a geek somewhere. Well, we know who it is. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'm willing to embrace the fact that I'm a geek. So, in this episode, we're going to use all the geekness that I can muster, (laughs) and we're going to answer questions about what is the metaverse. I think
1: we're going to let Richard start. Any questions about the metaverse? Well, I mean, you got to ask the first question. What the heck is it, Gary, in non-technical terms? So, I've got like three answers
0: for you. (laughs) You're going to get all three of them. I can't help it because I... I've spent a lot of time thinking about it. The first answer is just go Google it, right? And if you Google what is the metaverse, you get boatloads of technobabble. Yes. In fact, I'm going to read you a piece of babble. It's true, honest to God, babble, And I speak that language. One of the places I found the definition was the Wikipedia. And the Wikipedia is kind of a weird little place to hang out, but I do a lot of that. That's This is where I found one definition. In Futurism in science fiction, the metaverse is a hypothetical iteration of the internet as a single universal and immersive <laughs> virtual world that is facilitated by the use of virtual reality and augmented reality headsets. In colloquial use, a metaverse is a network of 3D virtual worlds focused on social connection.
1: Thank you, Gary. I guess we're done with this session. And you don't understand. That was word. not <laughs> a word, not a word. <laughs> good and night, I want good to know night why. everybody. I want to know why I should care given that. If that's what we're discussing, I'm out. You're
0: out. Right. Okay, so we're going to move on. So there's another definition, which is the marketing definition. And this is where I could go on a rant, and I'm going to go on a little rant. So the marketing side of it is the metaverse is just marketing hyperbole by Mark Zuckerberg. It's nonsense. And I actually like this definition because it's true. All you got to do is go to the Facebook page where they have a link on what is the metaverse. Mm -hmm. And they have this most laughable video of holograms and happy people and playing in the metaverse. And I'm thinking, good grief. Nobody wants to be there. I wouldn't want (laughs) to be in that metaverse. It just sounds like
2: a bad sci-fi movie.
0: It's a bad version of Matrix. (laughs) There was a metaverse ad that basically showed a father and daughter fly fishing in the virtual world. And I'm thinking, really? That's oh, that's what my. we have to look forward to with the Facebook metaverse? That's the marketing view. So, so let me give you a little more practical answer. Uh, because there are elements of the metaverse that I'm very familiar with. I spent 30 years in technology w- working on some of these. It's kind of a simple answer. It's a grab bag of established technology. There's nothing new hmm. in the metaverse. Hmm. It's some really old stuff the internet is part of the metaverse it's a foundation for the metaverse 3d graphics virtual reality motion sensors image recognition these are things we've been doing for years Mm -hmm. all that's happened is this grab bag of technology is put together and then mark zuckerberg pretending that he invented the, the metaverse has declared it something new and wonderful now if i sound a little skeptical it just drives me freaking crazy
2: so he didn't invent it but he's turned into the like the global
0: spokesperson for this apparently he's decided to displace people like Ivan Sutherland who for those of us who know 3D graphics basically built the first virtual reality headset in 1968. Jeez. Jared Lanier, well known in the virtual reality world, founded one of the first virtual reality companies in 1985. This is not new stuff, Mark. Somebody else did the hard work before you got there.
2: <laughs> well, you know what? I, I don't know anything about the metaverse, okay? So you, I'm being educated here just as our listeners are. But what I have seen is a really bad selfie of Mark Zuckerberg with a miniature Eiffel Tower in the back that was generated by, looks like, some, somebody working on a 1998 video game. And I also, hear, I also hear that the Facebook people, who are now the meta people, have put $10 billion mm-hmm. into this so far. And, and what they've come up with so far is a bad selfie of Mark Zuckerberg. So I, I don't get this.
0: No, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you a little education. That's not a selfie. That's called an avatar. And we all need our own avatars in the metaverse. If I were Mark Zuckerberg and I had $10 billion to spend on the metaverse, I would create an avatar that made me look like some incredible hunk. But instead he puts his bald-headed dude. <laughs> In his avatar, <laughs> God, and it's it's creepy looking. Did you have you looked at that no. Very closely? No, you've seen you've seen it, Randy. Obviously,
2: I've seen it. It's it's really creepy. It's like a good fourth grade artist trying to paint somebody. You know, the eyes are really flat and dead. <laughs> right. uh, Zuckerberg's face is completely expressionless. It's
0: like this is the best you got. I mean, we were doing better thirty years ago with virtual reality. Do you want to know where the metaverse exists today? Yeah. <laughs> online gaming. The metaverse is just a $3 word to describe online gaming. My grandson uses online gaming. He was a Minecraft player for years. I think he's, he's moved yep. on to different types. Yep. But they're all about virtual reality. They're all about playing roles and yep. connected on the internet. They're all using 3D animation. All the technologies that have been
1: around forever. And it's working today. It's, so, again, what is, what is Zuckerberg up to? How can he own technology that's already out there and has been there for two decades? Well, he doesn't own the technology. He's just
0: integrating the technology and putting lipstick on the pig. <laughs> so maybe the question is, will the metaverse ever replace real-world experiences?
2: Yeah, my son, Evan, who's a, uh, a millennial and uh, in the advertising world, he and his friends think that a lot of the metaverse – is just a way to create online digital real estate that you can essentially Mm -hmm. sell. Mm -hmm. Let's say you're building an online amusement park and you've got rides and you've got stuff going on. In that digital world of that amusement park, you can sell slots for advertising. You can sell slots for um, people pretending to buy ice cream cones. You can, you can actually create things that you can buy and sell in this digital reality that you can get corporations to buy and pay for so their messaging gets to you while you're in this game.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I think your son is right. It is a vehicle for advertising. But one of the things that I find interesting is the purported benefits Facebook shows in their what is the metaverse video suggested we can incorporate it more and more into our daily lives, which you just described, Randy, is just a more uh, more fanciful video game. Mm-hmm. It's a more participative. Maybe the animation may be better. The sound may be better, and yeah, we'll get some advertisement because we get advertisements everywhere. But there's a certain point in time you have to step away from the metaverse.
1: <laughs> and I think... Or choose not well, to step in at all.
2: That, yeah, it's going to be real easy for me to step away. <laughs> I'm going to be across the street anyway.
0: But my contention is the participation is still constrained to entertainment.
2: It sounds like it's complete entertainment to me. It's a video game with more bells and whistles and maybe some 3D um, looking, looking
0: stuff, right? That's kind of my interpretation. So when Pew suggests in 2040, it'll become something bigger mainstream better. Mainstream. I don't know what your mainstream I, I don't is. either. I We're don't already either. playing video games. People buy stuff in these virtual worlds, as, as yeah. your son would tell you. Yeah. I mean, you need money to buy your own little cache of whatever you do. In vi- I, I know so little about online video games. I have no idea. But they are... Gaming companies that make money by selling you virtual trinkets.
2: And that goes back to my earlier comment. It sounds like a bad science fiction movie. It's like yeah. if, if this is what we create for ourselves mm. and it turns out like that, I, I, I may be an old codger, but I, I don't want to have anything to do with that, mm. Mr. Mm-hmm.
0: Zuckerberg. I actually think that's the message we can leave with our audience is you shouldn't worry about this. You don't have to participate. The reason I think this is interesting is because we're hearing about it. You know, we're hearing about it on Facebook, where a lot of us spend some time. We're hearing about it in the news. I mean, all you need to do is Google "What is the Metaverse," and you get thousands and thousands of people explain, trying to explain what it is. But we just because it's there doesn't mean it's going to be successful.
1: No, but it does mean, I think, that we have to think about what its implications might be. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm totally off-base thinking. I
0: think you're you're taking it too seriously.
1: Well, that may be. From my perspective, I think one of the
0: things we need to do is recognize that it possibly, maybe it may turn into something meaningful. But the reality is we have most of the tools and the technologies already in use that are part of the metaverse. The metaverse is just wrapping it up and putting into a different package, calling it a different name. We'll still be used, doing Zoom-like calls, but I don't know whether we need to put an avatar on the screen to right. have a Zoom-like call. Right? It's entertainment. It's. A, I think Randy's spot on. The metaverse primary target is gaming. Whether or not somebody wants to admit it or accept it, but the hardcore believers would probably say, no, it's going to be more than that. We're going to work in the metaverse. We're going to... Well, I don't know what else you're going to do in the metaverse. You can't eat, can't no. sleep.
1: You can spend money. You can spend money. You can, no. Yeah, you can no.
2: spend money for sure. Richard, think about all the money we're going to save <laughs> by not being in the metaverse. Yes. We're not throwing our money away on things that don't even exist. It's like I, I already dodged one bullet. I didn't buy any Bitcoin or any of the
1: There you go.
0: Like, yes. currencies.
2: <laughs> I'm going to not buy this too.
0: Very wise of you, Randy. Very shrewd of you. So I think maybe we can kind of wrap this up. My message to our our listeners is the metaverse is interesting. You can't ignore it. It's there. And when a company like Facebook or Meta wants to spend $10 million implementing it, just remember, they're implementing something for entertainment. Facebook itself is entertainment. It's not an absolute need to survive. It's something you want to use. And Metaverse will be some entertainment platform that you get to use and it'll be better than today's video games. But ten billion dollars to make a ten percent improvement in video games, eh, I think you could spend the ten billion dollars on better things than that. But did anybody ask me? No, I guess they didn't. <laughs> Randy? I'm
2: thoroughly exhausted just by this conversation. I don't know what else to say.
1: But Gary, I do have a concern out of almost total ignorance. You said that Facebook was an entertainment. It Facebook morphed into something much bigger than entertainment, you know, dripped into politics in a big way. You just wonder if you can, can manipulate Facebook in various social and political ways, what might you do with the metaverse? You say it's games, but can these games carry a message? You can't discard any possible outcome and the influence it
0: might have. I guess I'm just not certain it's as revolutionary. Hmm. And this is the this is the label, the appellation that Zuckerberg and his crew want you to believe, that the metaverse is revolutionary. And if you don't join them and follow them down the primrose lane of the metaverse, that you're somehow missing out. Well, folks, you can say, forget it. I don't know. I don't care. And I can have another 30, 40, 50 years in this earth and not give a damn about the metaverse. Join us next week when we talk about old folks who have defied conventional wisdom and accomplished amazing things in their 80s, 90s, and even 100s. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, sign up at CampCodger.com to receive email updates about new episodes. As always, we would be delighted if you left a comment below. You can also join the fun by checking out Camper Corner on our website.